I had the biggest sale of my career. I actually broke a record in that city. It was a seven bedroom, five bathroom mansion in Rancho Marietta. We sold it for 1.25 million and it was the biggest commission check I've ever gotten. Now, if I had known better, that could have really jump-started my business, like completely. Being a 24-year-old with that kind of money <laughs> for the first time, I sat on my butt and said, hey, I'll have I'll have another real estate deal by then. I have, you know, I had almost 30 grand sitting in the bank. So I'll have another deal come by and, you know, working it out. And instead what I was doing is I was at home playing video games and not thinking about my business and really slacking off. Didn't even put anything aside for taxes because I didn't even think about taxes at the time. And before I know it, all that money was gone and I was struggling again. And I was thinking to myself, like, how how did I get into this situation? You know, I like what 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 went wrong? Hello and welcome to the Agent Podcast with your host, that's me, Raymond Sholseth. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Agent Podcast. I'm here with my buddy Michael coming to us out of Northern California. Michael, welcome to the show, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate being here. I'm excited. I'm glad you're here, buddy. So for agents, I always start with why real estate? So real estate was one of those things that I was actually always like surrounded by as a kid. Uh, my mom was always into the idea of investing into real estate. And anytime they would go look at houses or look at properties, I would always tag along with uh, my family as well as their agent. Um, and, you know, look at all the pretty houses and look at all the not so pretty houses. Uh, so I've always been around it. And then, you know, it, it, I never thought of actually becoming an agent or being in real estate, but the lender that my mom was using as well as the agent were like, like, Hey, you should become an agent. Um, it just kind of clicked. It came out of nowhere. Where are those people today? Are they still in your life and active? Are your, is your family still active investing? Are, are you bringing the lender deals? Like what's happening? So yeah, it's, it's actually very, very interesting dynamic. Uh, the lender is actually now my broker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so basically the way that went is the agent that my parents were working with at the time, she was a sole agent, never had a team. Well, I came up to her cause I've always heard about real estate teams for new agents and all that being beneficial. And, you know, there are definitely some out there that are beneficial. I was said, I actually approached her and be like, Hey, if I got my license, you know, could me and you be on a team now in my mind, I thought that was uh, Oh, Hey, you know, she's going to feed me leads. I'm going to get to train. Awesome. The only problem with that was, you know, she's never been in a team environment before. She's a great soul agent and a great person, but she never had the time for me, unfortunately. Um, I did train. I did do one deal with her, but eventually my lender, he's actually a vice president of a mortgage company. He started his own brokerage and said, Hey, you know, I, I can bring you on, uh, you know, and I got better splits and he got more mentorship. He actually has a transaction coordinator that does weekly trainings. Like it was just a better system overall for me. So yeah, I'm still have a relationship with that other agent. Me and her are still really connect. And, you know, now that I've actually got tons of deals under my belt, I could see why it was very overwhelming to teach a new agent. But yeah, so I'm actually an agent under my broker, who is also my lender. So it's, it's nice having it all under one roof. It's a very different dynamic that I feel like a lot of agents might not have. 
Yeah, that's cool to be vertically integrated like that. Yeah. I think and it serves your clients very well. It, it does. And he actually encouraged me to uh, get my NMLS license as well. So I actually passed the test for that. I'm waiting for the uh, background check and I should be a licensed mortgage loan originator as well. Not so much because I want to do loans, more so just because I want to learn the process. Um, I feel that the more I know as an agent on the back end, the better it serves my clients on the real estate side. You know, maybe a refinance year there, but mainly still want to focus on on the real estate side of things. Yeah. What's the name of the brokerage you're at right now? So I, I actually really love the name. <laughs> and I because like you know, you hear about your your Remax, EXP, all them. Um, but he called his brokerage real life real estate. Uh, it's got a nice little sound to it. And the reason, yeah, the, cool. the, the reason he named it real life real estate is because he wanted to deal with real life situations. Like this is real life. You know what I mean? He doesn't like those like big pictures where, you know, uh, you know, everything goes smoothly. He says, we deal with real life situations and we solve those problems. So that's kind of his whole basis around how he came around the name. And I, I personally love it. Yeah. It's authentic. Yeah. yeah. So it, no, okay. it's, it's awesome. So how many years have you actually been a real estate agent at this point? Okay. So I became an agent in January of 2019. So as soon as we hit January, 2022, it'll be three full years. Okay. Um, Tell me and story. yeah, absolutely. So starting off, uh, I knew nothing about being a real estate agent at all. I actually was, before I became a real estate agent, I actually was a bank teller. And then I actually did a little bit of property management for my parents and their properties. That's kind of how I got into that. Once they told me that I should become a real estate agent, you know, I took my class uh, online. I could have could have finished it a whole lot sooner. Co- totally could have. I wish I'd focused on it more. I could have gotten my license sooner. Got my license, and I actually teamed up with the agent that my my parents worked with. Now, when I started out with her, you know, it was mostly. Uh, it was a very interesting dynamic in the sense that I felt more like an assistant than an actual team and working my own leads. I, in my mind, with no experience, no one else telling me, I thought, you know, I would have to shadow her, learn from her, and which I did. I did learn uh, quite a bit from her, but I never did any of my own deals. So in 2019, in the entirety of 2019, I only ever did one deal, mainly because I was thinking, hey, real estate's a long game and, you know, I just need to learn everything before I can go out on my own. So I started in January 2019, did my first deal all the way in October. Now, I after hearing from what other people have told and just you know my own experiences, I decided, hey, this isn't what I should be doing. I should probably go off on my own and like you know get business because you know one one deal a year is not gonna not gonna let me survive, right? So I actually went and worked for a discount brokerage for a little bit after that. And it was interesting. I'm, I'm not going to name them just because I'm, I'm not sure if I signed anything with them or not. Sure. Always look at everything you sign. <laughs> uh, but basically what they had me doing is I was kind of the leg work for this discount brokerage. They would pay me per task. So any open houses I did, any showings I did, any inspections I did, they would actually pay me per those. And for a while, I was actually making a living off of that, but I was still not doing anything for myself. I was just working for another company and I still wasn't gaining the right experience. Fast forward a little bit, um, they actually changed their model completely and it went from having income to absolutely getting nothing because their model, they they said, hey, if you want to continue to work for us, you have to be a full-time employee, you have to go to W2. They completely changed their model and they're trying to weed out you know, the, the part-timers basically. That's around the time my broker actually became a brokerage and started one. He said, hey, come work for me. We'll get you going on the right path. 
this was can, your your lender. This was my lend, my lender previously. Okay. Yeah. So he became the broker, started the company, came on, and we're a small brokerage. We're about I want to say like anywhere between six to eight agents. But it's interesting because all six to eight agents were actually all really close to to each other, and it's like a, a little family. It's really cool. He gave me a split, which I didn't think was realistic. Uh, I believe when I was in the team model. After the broker split, as well as the team split that I did with my first deal, I walked away with 45%, which hurt, especially having only one deal a year. But yeah, so I switched over to, to my brokerage and I actually got guidance. I had a transaction coordinator who taught me how to use all the forms and everything like that. Uh, definitely learned a lot. And I actually started getting some leads from my broker, obviously with referral fees and stuff like that. And I actually started getting some more experience under my belt. And what ended up happening is very interesting. So. In this, we're in 2020 now. In 2020, I closed four deals under my broker. Uh, I want to say two of them were from him and two of them were from my own sphere. Two were towards the beginning of the year and the other two were in towards the later end of the year. The the two leads he gave me were on the lower end and you know, I did those. Uh, the last two, and this is kind of what I want to talk about and I feel will help other agents. I made a huge mistake that I feel other agents can learn from. I had the biggest sale in my career. I actually broke a record in that city. It was a seven bedroom, five bathroom mansion in Rancho Marietta. We sold it for 1.25 million and it was the biggest commission check I've ever gotten. Now, if I had known better, that could have really jump started my business like completely. Uh, you know, being a 24 year old with that kind of money <laughs> for the first time, I sat on my butt. I said, Hey, I'll have, I'll have another real estate deal by then. I have, you know, I had almost 30 grand sitting in the bank. I said, I'll have another deal come by and, you know, working it out. And instead what I was doing is I was at home playing video games and not thinking about my business and really slacking off. Didn't even put anything aside for taxes because I didn't even think about taxes at the time. Um, and before I know it, like, and it wasn't like I was spending any anything crazy. All that money was gone and I was struggling again. And I was thinking to myself, like, how, how did I get into this situation? You know, I like what, what, what went wrong? I actually kind of try to hide it from people because I was very embarrassed of it at the time where I didn't tell my broker I was struggling with money. I didn't tell my parents. Um, I actually was doing uh, side gigs for a while, like, like Lyft, Uber, some other stuff like that, just to, to get by. And trying to figure out like, where did I go wrong? How can I get business again? Because, you know, it, it wasn't deals falling on my lap. Like I thought, I thought, hey, I have this money. I'll be able to survive and I'll, I'll close another deal before the money runs out. When in reality, that's not the case. So I was very fortunate enough to where I had online presence. Um, and I'm pretty sure people on the show will probably have heard of him. His name's Ricky Carruth. Uh, there was just that, there was just that one day where I was fed up with, you know, being financially strong, like, you know, I, I was very, very upset with the idea that I was failing. You know, the idea of failure always sucked. Um, so there was just one day, it, it just took one day, went on YouTube, was like, how to be successful as an agent, you know, like how to get more leads, how to get more deals. And he came up and I can tell you, he has completely changed my life without, without really knowing how much he's changed my life. He's changed my life because he implemented an, an idea and a thought into me that, you know, it just, it sounds so simple, but like, unless you've heard it, you don't know. You just so let's don't. break that down. Yeah. Michael, let's break that down. Tell me about that. Tell me so, about this transformational moment for you. 
So his whole thing is relationships over transactions, right? Because I remember I watched a few YouTube videos where people are like, you, you're a salesperson. You need to get out there and sell. Well, he kind of had a different mindset about it where he says, hey, you need to meet as many people as possible and try to help as many people as possible. And that's when it kind of clicked. And he also had the other ideas of, hey, it's a contact sport. If you're talking to people every day and you start building your database, which I never even had a database. I'll, I'll touch on the database in a second. You know, eventually the deals will come and um, your business will grow, you know, over time. And just everything he implemented was fantastic. So the idea of a database, completely changing. I, I signed up for Constant Contact, started doing newsletters, and um, I had zero people in my database. Uh, and the reason I actually didn't have that many people was because my sphere is very small. Most of my sphere are people that just aren't ready to buy it, as well as people that are about three hours away from where I used to live, where most of my childhood was, where most of my relatives and people I know was. So I practically had zero sphere. And the ones that I that were in my sphere that could close something, we did, which, which was awesome. But started growing my database through cold calling, uh, using stuff like Red X, and then doing those newsletters. And I really focused on making the content I put out really impactful and something that people want to see instead of like, oh, you know, this is just something like a, a chore. I need to put this out. I actually got really passionate about my newsletters and I put a lot of detail into them. Um, Give us an example. Like what was some of that content? Sure. So with so with the newsletters, I have a newsletter and I have a, a market updates. So in the newsletter, I always will talk about things that have changed in real estate. So for example, in California, we, had, we just recently had a new purchase agreement. So in my newsletter, I actually highlighted the new changes in the purchase agreement. I actually went out, took the class on it, learned everything about it. And I was able to share that with everybody in my database so they, they know, for one, I'm experienced with it. So they can they can know they can trust me. And two, it's stuff that, you know, it's just very interesting changes. And on top of that, I always list every month the market data for the previous month. So that way they can people can see with their own eyes, hey, how does the market looking? It's not just, hey, you know, what is the agent saying? He's trying to make a sale. Like, no, these are the actual stats and they themselves can see how how the market is going. And you know, my my newsletters have had a really awesome open percentage. I want to say like 35 to 40% open percentage. Right. When I think constant contact, it's like the average is like 28 or something like that. Um, so yeah, so that's been going really well. So yeah, I've been cold calling. And then uh, as that's been going, I actually did get a few deals from cold calling. I got a few buyers. Uh, I've had a listing. So in 2020, I closed four. In 2021, and just so you know, I found Ricky Kroof in July of 2021. So like it's been, yeah, almost six months. And I, within that six months have closed, it'll be, I have one closing in uh, December 29th. If that one closes, that'll have been seven deals in that six month time frame. So I so went from- what, what, what do you attribute the change to? It changes mean, a lot of things that we could dive into, but what is the one thing that you attribute the change to? I would definitely attribute it to the change in mindset. So it went from, hey, I'm an agent, people will reach out to me, I'm going to help them to, hey, I need to look at this like a business. You know, I want to grow my database. I need, it's a contact sport. I need to get, you know, as I need to get myself in front of people because it's not that, because I can only help the people that I know. So if I increase the people that I know, obviously more business will come with that. And it's just a, it's just such a simple thought, which is why it was so mind-boggling. 
and just a, a way that people don't forget me, right? So that newsletter, it shows value and it keeps me top of mind. So that way when people do need help, because I've had people from the newsletters reach out to me and they say, hey, you know, I, it could be something as a simple question, you know, and I'll answer it. Like I never expect anything in return. Like I'm just genuinely, I've always liked the idea of helping people. So that definitely has made a big impact. So I went from closing one deal in 2019 to closing four, four in 2020. And and then in the beginning of um there was that there was that great gap for like six to eight months where I didn't do anything. You know, I had money in the bank and I spent it all and I didn't I I could I could only I could only imagine what if I if I had that thought process I did now with that money, I could have bought Facebook ad leads. I actually want to touch on those too. Facebook ad leads, I could have done so much more branding website. I could have I could really have done a lot with it, but instead I've just sat on my butt. So um, and I didn't say for taxes too. Taxes are not fun. <laughs> so uh, if anybody's listening, I guess the takeaway <laughs> is don't don't just uh, enjoy that paycheck. Keep moving forward. <laughs> but yeah, no, the mindset was definitely the um, grow your business. Look at it as, at a, as a business. Uh, grow your database. Get with in touch with as many people as possible. Because another thing that changed too is that it was I only worked when I had work to do. So before Ricky Carruth, what I would do is if I had anything real estate related to do, I would only do it when I had work available. If not, I was just lazy. I just would play video games. I would hang out with friends, go out, have fun. Now I actually kind of gave myself a schedule. So I, I choose to work from seven to five every day, kind of like what Ricky Carruth does. If I'm not working any deals, I'm working on prospecting or I'm working on how to add value to my business or my, my branding. I'm always working between those, those hours, you know, producing content, which I actually still need to get better at. That is a weakness that I'm still trying to overcome. I'm not perfect yet. I'm not like this rock star yet, but I'm working to get there. So social media is something that I've started to work on. I just recently started doing Facebook ads. Probably, I don't know if you've heard of him or not, but there's a great guy out there. His name is Joseph Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. And he had a really unique program, which I, I signed up for. That's really cool. And this is why like surrounding yourself with the right people is so important. He does this cool program where like he'll run all the Facebook ads for you and you pick how much you want for ad spend. And what he does is he'll take a referral fee once you close on the deal afterwards. And that was super nice for me because, you know, of course I was struggling. So I found a way to where I can get leads and it's not going to break the bank. So, Wait, so is he paying for the ad spend out of his pocket? So what's nice is you pay for the ad spend. So me, myself, okay. I'm paying for the ad spend. So you can but, say, I, I want to spend 500 bucks a month. Correct. You get two leads and then he gets a percentage of the closing. Correct. So for example, for me personally, so what he does is like he, he charges $100 first, right? And that entire $100 goes to ad spend. He just runs it for you. And he, we basically, with that $100, we found out how much is my cost per lead based off this ad spend. So for me, we found out my cost per lead was about $4.50. So you know, based off of what people have told me, usually every one to every one person out of 100 leads could lead to a deal, right? Because everyone says it's a numbers game, including Ricky, including all the people I surround myself, my broker, everyone. So I was like, okay, well, if I want 100 leads a month, so, cause eventually my goal is, you know, to be up there where I'm closing deals constantly. So I said, I want to at least get a hundred leads a month. Cause it's a hundred leads that are not only potential sellers, but that's an extra hundred people on top of the cold calling that I add to my database. Yep. So my database is growing even extra. Right. So I was thinking, okay, so $450 every month thrown into that ad spend. 
And it's nice because if I wanted that same service, you know, because I'm still ca- catching up on taxes, I'm I'm still somewhat financially not where I need to be. And that's just being the on, that's just the honest truth. So it, what was nice is I'm able to do this because I actually talked to other marketing companies because this is something that I wanted to do is, you know, get in front of more people, right? And they were upwards to 2000 1500 to $2,000 for marketing, you know, for them to run your ads. Sure. They don't pay, you don't pay a referral fee, but you got to pay that upfront cost with him. It's you pay that cost later, which is nice. What are you doing for the ad itself? Right? So you have, you have some copy, a video, a photo, whatever, or you're giving something of value. Can you talk a little bit about yeah. that? So, and that's, and that's another thing that I, I really liked about the ad is that if you're giving a thing of value. So it's not just like, Hey, do you want to sell your house? Uh, basically the ad says, Hey, you know, the market's crazy right now. You probably heard of it, you know, click on the ad to see what the current value of your home is. And we actually get a bunch of people that are reach out and I've, I've delivered tons of CMAs. Now, granted, I haven't closed anything quite yet from from these Facebook ads. I just started them recently, but I've sent out five, six CMAs and people are saying, okay, well, I'm thinking of selling next year. Thank you very much for this. And I've added them onto my database. They're getting my newsletters and all these leads, even the ones that haven't responded because you know, you're going to get people that don't respond. I see them opening my newsletters. And like, there are some religiously that have completely ghosted me or ignored me. Like if I reached out, I've, they've opened every single one religiously. So I'm, I'm actually very excited to see what happens with that down the line. So it's really cool because, uh, you know, I get to be in control of that. Um, and it's and he makes his money on the back end with a referral fee, but he only wins when I win. So I, I, I like that model. It's, it's a really cool model, which is why surrounding yourself with the right people is very important. So I, love that, man. I, I, I definitely think those three people have impacted my career. Uh, my broker, uh, Ricky Kruth, as well as Joseph Gonzalez, because he's cool, too, because he's actually given me advice on a lot of things, not just the seller leads, because he's also an agent himself. That's how he's able to do the referral love stuff. It. So, you know, it, it's just surrounding yourself with the right people, trying to always learn. I think all that stuff definitely set me on the right path. And I, I'd love, uh, this is an idea I had, of course, it's your show, but I'd love to get on the show with you again in maybe a year's time and we can see how much has changed in the year. Because I've just, I feel like just in this past July is when I got myself on the right path. So I'm, I'm very excited for next year. This, and yeah, let's see how do things it, man. Go. I'd love that. I'd love yeah. to follow your success. Yeah. So speaking so, of next year, what does your path look like and how are you preparing for, you know, your next 12 months? And absolutely. What does that look um, like for you? So I closed, I've closed those seven deals in, uh, you know, 2021 towards the later end of them. And I personally want to see just steady growth and, um, you know, I want to ramp things up. So for cold calling, I want to continue to cold call. I want to get better at it. I feel like my conversion with cold calling could be a lot better. I actually could have had more than seven closings, but I feel that my appointments, like when I set appointments and all that other stuff, you know, I, I don't tend to convert very well. Um, I'm not sure if it's my age or people, you know, they think, hey, it's a young guy. I'm not sure what it is. And uh, I still need to learn, but I definitely want to be able to convert more. So that's my goal for the next year. Um, and I'm, I want to set more appointments. I feel like that's something I need to get better at as an agent. So next year, I actually have the goal. Of, I want to have something in contract or pending at all times. So the, the latest, and I, that's really important to me because I want to have my drive get stronger. Because in the last year, it would be, Okay, I work on my deal and then I forget about lead gen. Work on, we'll just work on that deal. That's all you're working. I want to have something in the pipeline always, and I always want to keep looking forward. So I want to keep cold calling. I want to ramp up my lead gen. I want to definitely post on, get better at social media. Social media is something I need to improve on. 
And yeah, and then I also, money management, that's something else I need to improve on too. Uh, especially, you know, holding the 30% for taxes, all, all that stuff. I want to get better at money management. So those are those are definitely my goals. And yeah, next year's going to be a big year. Getting married, uh, but want to buy a house. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, congratulations. That's I, awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, high school sweethearts. Been with her for 10 years. Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a big year for me next year, which I'm very excited for. So Good. That's that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. We wish you nothing but success, man. Yeah. I'm at that point where I'm like, yeah, it's not, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when now, just because I feel like I've been set on the right path. And I feel like, you know, as long as I keep moving forward and doing the things I'm doing and working towards everything that I'll, you know, it's already showing signs of, of success. So I'm hoping that it just ramps up and uh, eventually I want to give back to, that's part of the reason why I wanted to share my failures with the podcast and talk about the things I did that, frankly are embarrassing, but I feel like, you know, people might not think about it. You know, you have this giant chunk of money in the bank, you know, do something with it, buy leads, um, you know, get, get a, a, a cold calling service, just something that invest improves in your yourself, business. Invest in your business. Exactly. Cause at the end of the day, you're not an agent, like you, you are a business and that's, that's kind of the big mindset change I had. And it's definitely impacted. And, and not only that, but like investing in the business can be more than just buying leads. You know, I'm getting my loan, my loan officer license. So that way I know more about the loan like officer side and I can answer questions. You know, I've actually, I have a probate listing coming up that we're going to be listing at the beginning of the next year. I'm taking a probate certification class before that listing. So that way I'm prepared for it. So, you know, I just want to be the best business I can be by investing in myself and investing, you know, in, in the growth of it. So being the best me and being the best business at the same time. <laughs> well, if you are the best you, you'll be the best business. Right. That's that's how it works, man. Right. Um, and yeah, so I, I just, I like to say that I'm not perfect and I'm still learning, but definitely being set on the right path and being around people that have those experiences and know what they're doing is huge for, for anyone out there. Michael, we dropped a lot of golden nuggets here for any newer agents specifically that, you know, take the time to kind of assess where you are, where you want to go and find yourself a roadmap, whether you take a course, find a coach, build it yourself, but look to somebody who understands where you want to go and be able to collapse that time, right? Because that's what you did, right? 2019 was one, 2020 was four. And in 2021, you found Ricky and were able to leverage all of his experience and his audience's experience and collapse time for yourself to be like, oh, you know, I have six months, seven months left. I can do seven deals, right? So yep. that also is a confidence builder. It also reduces anxiety and stress. Yep. It also gives you cash flow to invest in yourself and your business and get ready for that next level, which, you know, hats off to you, man, for a couple of things. Number one, thanks for sharing. Thanks for the humility in sharing, because I know that is a hard decision to share failure. Mm -hmm. um, I failed a lot and I love talking about it because I'm hoping that I can help somebody say that, hey, it's okay. Like the great thing is God willing, as long as we all wake up in the morning, right? You can try again the next day. And that's what right. it's about. It's about having the ability to begin again, get back up, go at it, hopefully from a place of more experience and take a smarter approach or a different approach and just keep doing what you're doing. Right.
Yeah, no, definitely. And it, it it's because you never you never really hear about the stories of an agent just doing one deal in the first year or like in let alone four in their second year. Right. So because everyone's I, afraid to talk about it. Exactly. And I feel like, you know, not to say there are there are liars out there, but I definitely feel like some agents will over, you know, I, I, I've always tried to take ego out of it, you know, because at the end of the day, like as long as you're being the best you that you can be like i feel like regardless of what anyone else is doing it, it doesn't matter because now it's it's becoming a thing where i'm noticing my personal life is starting to improve with my fiance eventually you know i will be able to buy a house um granted with the the two two years of income because of 1099 sure i may have not been successful my first or second year but i'm being successful now and i'm setting my life up to be successful and to and to enjoy it um and that's that's worth it compared to the embarrassment that I've had the, the first two years. And uh, yeah, sometimes you need, sometimes you need to fail to come back and realize, because to be honest, the failure is what motivated me to be like, Hey, this is not okay. Like I need to get off, you know, my butt and, and figure out what I need to do. And, and that, that failure was definitely a, a motivating factor for sure. So. I love it, man. Thanks for sharing that. I think, it's a, I think it's a beautiful story. Congratulations to you. Thank you. And uh, I wish you nothing but success. I appreciate it. That's the goal. And again, I, I'd love to be on the show maybe a year later just to see where, where, where it goes from there too. I love it. Where can people find you? If someone wants to reach out, if they have a question, if they need help on their path, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Absolutely. I would definitely say my email or phone number if I'm if it's okay to, to yeah, share those. Drop it. Um, I, I, I'm a very helpful guy. You can even ask me a simple question. So <laughs> you can reach me at phone number 650-817-5850. Or if you'd like, you can email me at soldbymichael and then s at gmail.com sold by michael s at gmail.com mm -hmm. and yeah it, you guys could reach out to me even if it's, it's just a question the people that have helped me have done so much for my life that i already know in the future eventually uh when i become more successful i want to share my success with other people as well and i want to help i want to i want to basically give back i want to help people in the future too i don't know how i'm going to do that yet but it's something i doesn't definitely want to do so how does it matter man the fact that you want to is huge. Yeah, so that, that's that's definitely what I want to do, for well, sure. Michael, this has been fun, man. Thank you for your time. Thanks Thank for you for having story, me. And I look forward to the next one. Absolutely. See you in a year's time, maybe. <laughs> hey guys, it's Ray. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Thanks so much for being here and we'll see you on the next one.